and we're let's roll it. We're back, yo! Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We're excited to come back to the 23rd edition here of Black Friday. Where these opinions are not for sale. My name is Christian. We got Chris. We got Omar. We got special guest from today is America, Sonny Wilson. Sonny, man. Sonny, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on, and hanging out with us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Of course, man. Man, for those of y'all that don't know Sonny, we're gonna let Sonny introduce himself here and give a little more background about what he does and how he's been involved in the movement and what he's got going on. Yeah, so my name is Sonny Wilson. I work, um, I'm a part of Today's America. What I do for them is basically I'm a representative of them and also for them, basically we help out what they've got going on in their situation and organization there. Also what I do is I teach foreign policy for the organization. I have a TikTok. It's at Mr. Dot SL Wilson. Um, got to get it up and running. I got banned not too long ago, so trying to get back up and running. And like I said, I teach foreign policy there for them. So come, come follow me and check it out. Foreign policy. You're the foreign policy guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, we need we need the foreign policy guy. I'll tell you what. We got we got Mr. Uh, we got Mr. Domestic Policy Omar Peters over here. We've been in the foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, but I'm proficient. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, so you have your other TikTok though. It's got like a hundred some thousand followers. You're yeah. So that's like, that's my area of expertise. So I have another TikTok, uh, preach of righteousness. And what I do with them there is that basically I talk about Christianity and basically ways that help you defend the gospel. Um, so I get on there and I uh, basically make my TikToks around um, arguments that people try to present to Christians. So basically arguments such as is homosexuality something that's really explicitly stated in the Bible and ways to combat people who say that you're homophobic since you're a Christian and things like that. So I give them arguments and scriptures that they can use to better set a defense for the gospel as the scripture states. Man. Yeah, I checked out a few of those, man. Those are those are pretty on point. And you, you make it so concise in a span of, you know, 25 to 30 seconds because like, you speak it fast, but it is clear. It is clear. I tell you what, man, you go rapid fire on it, but it is quick and it is clear. Like, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, I would say that's probably the hardest thing, honestly, on there is because I stitched the video. So, you know, I only get about 30 to 40 seconds to say what I actually need to say. And I try to cut down what they say and make it concise where people understand what they're trying to say in about 20 to 30 seconds and then say my piece and the rest of the length of time. And I do have to talk fast to get it all in. So, you know, especially when you're talking about scripture or, you know, something religious like this, you want to be able to be concise so people don't misconstrue what you're trying to say. So I had to, you know, like I said, say it fast so they understand it, but also get those scriptures and get that backing so they can better use it in their own, self, own walk of life and everything like that, too. So, 
You got citrate sources and everything up in less than a minute. <laughs> you got to provide the argument, refute it, and then all the sources all in one, man. You got to drop that all in this one. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's, man, TikTok is something that I'm not really on. I, I I don't know about Chris. Chris, are you on TikTok? Man, I love TikTok. TikTok oh, is that, – that's, look, I'm, I hate China, but dang, man, they came up with a good app this time. That It is funny. <laughs> the algorithm just knows what I need to see every day. It's hilarious. Like, I don't know what they do. I could be just talking to somebody about something. I'm going to see a TikTok about it that day. Like, it, it's it's crazy how accurate it, it is. They're probably listening or doing something. But, I mean, I'm not that important, so I'm not that worried about it. Like, if they want my information, like, I have no money. I have nothing for them to take from me. I'm like, eh, it's whatever. TikTok's hilarious, though. And I'll definitely give you a follow and check out your TikTok because I, I love TikTok. It's a, I just, I, I, I was one of those people I swore off after Vine. I was like, after Vine, there will be no more. That is it, man. I was like, I, I swore off. It made a pact. I'm like, we're not going to do this no more. But no, there, there are some funny ones out there. Man. I'll, I'll tell you what, some of them got me, got me laughing hard. But man, so I know we, we've been off the last few weeks, y'all. I, I apologize uh, in, in advance. You know, we uh, had a lot of our scheduling you know, conflicting, a lot of really busy with work right now. I'm not gonna lie. We're really busy with work, finishing up the semester. It's been hectic. It's been good, but it has been hectic. So a lot to unpack, you know, just in this last week alone. So we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Uh, we had the Derek Chauvin trial decision. Uh, the whole world was on watch in every aspect of everything, the sports world, the entertainment world, the education system, the churches, everything, everybody was watching. And on all three counts, I believe it was third-degree murder, second-degree murder, and manslaughter. They found him guilty of, and uh, no, I. And the decision. I mean, a lot of people were happy. Um, what I saw, with with generally my my main, uh, what I mainly saw on conservative Instagram and Twitter is that they believe that there's going to be an appeal and that they have a good shot at the appeal. And a lot of people believe that the jury was bullied in by the mob. Uh, I mean, based on everything there, I mean, what do you guys think with, with regards to the trial? Did you guys follow that at all? What would you guys think of, you know, most of it? Well, personally, my biggest issue with the with the trial was, like you said, uh, the jury being bullied, essentially, uh, and people saying, like, well, if he's not guilty, I'm going to burn the city down. That's like, it's not a fair process. It's not uh, an unbiased jury because that's obviously a bias. It's like my decision could affect thousands of people's lives or affect, uh, have, you know, people end up dying. I mean, that's happened in these riots before. Police officers die, rioters die. Um, I just feel like it was too hotly contested of a trial. And I feel like trials were not supposed to be like that. They weren't supposed to be uh, just blown up by the media and everyone is supposed to like, know exactly and give their opinions out but we live in such an information it's so easily to share information nowadays that everybody's going to know everything everyone's going to be able to give their opinion on it so i just feel really bad for those who are on the jury because that's probably uh was one of the hardest things they've ever had to do um i don't feel bad for shaman uh he literally deserves to be buried under the prison i don't care he's an awful person if he killed george floyd or not that does not change the fact that he's just a bad person um i don't care if george floyd uh, od'd he's still a bad cop well, yeah <laughs> 
in my my whole stick with this here with, with, with Chauvin in this whole situation, it could have been totally avoided. This guy could have been off the force time and time ago if they had looked into all the complaints that have been filed against him. There had been numerous and numerous complaints against him beforehand. Yeah. If, if you know, if we had uh, the DA took care of it, if the mayor of Minneapolis looked at it, if if you know the police chief and those people took care of business, this wouldn't have happened in the first place. We're putting the blame here just to exactly. get the scapegoat out of the situation here. But there was a bigger issue already from the beginning that nobody wants to admit and wants to look at in the first place. That police department has been corrupted and had so many issues for so long, and it finally blew over and boiled over into this. Now people are finally starting to look at it. Christian, I'm glad you said that. Oh, it, it, it's just a mismanagement. It's a total mismanagement here. It's it's awful. Very it is so true because. Oh, I'm, as a person, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're no, fine. I was just about to say, because as a person, I used to be an officer. I used to work uh, as an officer for college and um, I went to school and took many criminal law classes and that type of thing. And as a person who was in law enforcement, you know, what we find, especially in this particular trial, as you said, that they found that the complaints against him and what so the bad thing about a lot of police departments is they have that. I don't want to necessarily call it a buddy buddy system, but when they have these complaints against officers, they usually side with the officer and not really look into the complaints and get these bad cops out of law enforcement, which is making law enforcement look bad in the process. And this is a bad thing that's going on. But as you said, you know, I don't want like um as a person because obviously he was a bad person, but in that, that particular trial, as you already mentioned, you know, the jury, you know, they did, they got docs basically. They got docs and to, to you know, you know, one second, that they, um, a second degree murder, third degree murder, and manslaughter. Now, I personally, what I find the evidence kind of lacking in some of those cases, but um, I guess we'll find out in the appeal whether or not they hold. Okay, um, y'all can hear me good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you cut out a little bit in there, but you came, came through at the end there, so uh, I yeah. think you're good now. Yeah, uh, Omar, go for it. Yeah, um, I'm glad y'all mentioned that uh, the police are corrupt in Minneapolis. I think, I personally think not only Chauvin should have been charged, but the police around them should have been charged. And I would have charged the police chief. Heck, I would have charged the mayor. I, I really think there is a problem in Minneapolis and they need and they need to go in there and fix it. If you're getting all of these complaints about this guy and there are probably others, it, you're getting all of these complaints about these folks and you're not doing anything about it, anything at all, and at least not looking in it, you should be charged. They're just as guilty. As, oh, it's, it's I wouldn't charge with third degree murder, but they're just as complicit. It's a total mismanagement. They totally dropped the ball. But we've seen this happen. This is a local level government and the state level. We've seen the federal government do this with the FBI. They've How many mass shootings could have been prevented that the FBI had tips about that they never acted on? Parkland could have been totally prevented. Mm -hmm. What happened in Boulder could have been prevented. All these things could have been prevented if the FBI had actually acted on all these tips and all the info that they had had before. I don't know why these people don't do it. I don't know what the deal is, why these people don't act.
I'm just trying to understand a lot of times why these things are happening when we totally have the information and, and the technology to go ahead and stop these from happening prior to all these things, all these issues that can be resolved without something exacerbating the situation. And yet here we are, <laughs> you know, I just it, mind boggling. It, it's really almost like government is just inefficient in almost everything that it does and just does not know how to handle any sort of complaint or how to go about things like in, in the private sector. Imagine if somebody screwed up, like whoever was supposed to look into the Parkland shooter, like imagine in the private sector, just an equivalent of that. They'd be canned out, blacklisted, never be able to come back to that industry ever again. Whereas the guy who or girl, let's not be sexist, but whoever was looking over those complaints, they probably... <laughs> <laughs> yes, this this is my daily libertarian rant. The government is evil. But imagine though that whoever that is who's who's was supposed to be looking over this, they're probably still there, got their cozy uh office chair and they're they're reading over complaints and just continuous continuing on. And my FBI man watching now, then I mean you, go tell your coworker they need to get on their stuff. Same thing with Chauvin and the police in Minneapolis, they're not doing they they weren't going to take anything accountable. They weren't going to hold themselves accountable or hold each other accountable until somebody makes them. And it's really unfortunate because they got so politicized by the media when I feel like Americans in general should be able to come together and say police brutality is a bad thing. We don't want the state to be able to take away our rights. I feel like if they don't make it so politicized and say one side hates you because your skin color, then it would probably be much easier to get things done and make things politi politicized. And that's on the media. And I hate the media too. Probably just as much as I hate the government. So, you know, that's uh, that's my libertarian rant right there. All I would right. have to join that rant if I can to say I hate the media as much as, <laughs> like, probably more than the government. I think the, the causation for a lot of things that go on in our society is because of the media and what they portray and try to promulgate through them. Because, like, they always have a false narrative. It's like you can never get the truth. And then, for instance, I had a friend the other day was laughing at a video she's seen, and it was basically people in a boat in a river is some flooding somewhere. And when they move the camera, people were walking in, you know, feet deep water, but they had a boat in it trying to act like the, the city was flooding. It's just like, come on. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just sad. And I don't think social media helps a lot either. Honestly, it gets out and spreads it out quicker. Exactly. Quicker with no like fact checking uh, in exactly. Instagram and Twitter fact checking or whatever. That's not a good thing either because it's just no. the left saying like, it's hey, exactly. don't don't worry about this. Like, it, it's fine. We fact checked it. Like, that's not actual fact checking. It's literally no. just, just people saying like, no, nah, I think that's right. So that's good. Right. I think that's right. Or I don't like that. So let me take it down. Yeah, exactly. And then when it mysteriously gets taken down and you ask why, oh, it was a mistake on our end. Uh, uh, sorry, here, here you go. And then, also, <laughs> and, you know, just, just a common mistake. An, an intern made a mistake. Sorry about that. Hey, speak, speaking of the media and how they skew things, they totally downplayed Maxine Waters inciting a riot. There we oh, go. Yeah. There it is. I'll wait this, if they impeach Trump for it, I think she should be expelled. I don't really agree a lot with Marjorie Taylor Greene because I think she is a nut job. I really do. I love yeah, her. I, love her. That's, that's <laughs> I respect what she's doing now. I, I respect what she's doing now. She's trying to get um, Maxine Waters expelled. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. she needs... And the debate, the debate with AOC, she's trying to do. 
I saw that. I saw it. ASC, did ASC you got two halves of crazy. You got two sides of crazy doing that debate. <laughs> it it was like you had the far left and they got the far right coming together to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I, the negative part about this is if Marjorie Taylor Greene goes like crazy right, the media is just going to be like, look, this is what Republicans believe in it. This is going to put yeah. a, the, us on blast. And not us as Republicans, us as conservatives. I'm not a Republican. I had to clarify. But, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Green stuff, I feel like it's not going to go the way that she wants it to. Like, no. AOC can make herself look dumb every day. She does. The media does. ignores it. They don't care. Only Fox right. News cares. That's yeah. true. In Newsmax, that's about it. Newsmax. Yeah. O-A-N-N. I like my people at O-A-N-N. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, those, are my people. those are my people right there. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, it's just, is there something to gain from this? And if there isn't, I mean, you know, up to you. You want to really go ahead and do so. I mean, at the end of the day, people say she's like Alex Jones. Yo, Alex Jones is right about a lot of stuff. Kooky as he is, he was right about a lot of stuff. I'm just going to say it. He was. He was, man. People want to have, like, Still was right, man. <laughs> he still had quite a few, quite a bit of stuff, you know. So no, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not right about a lot. She's <laughs> a couple puffs. But I want to see who they get to moderate this debate. It's going to be Lester Holt. Oh, I mean, really? I, but um, I, I don't think even Lester Holt can hold these two women down. I don't know who can really moderate. They're going to have to literally mute the mics. <laughs> oh, what'd you say, son? So they're gonna have to mute the mics on them. Yes. Oh man. Yes. It, it'll it'll be a fun show though. I, that's something I'll pop some popcorn and I'll sit back or relax. I'll watch that and no, you know what? See, talk about stuff she doesn't understand. You know, right. I don't know what's gonna be better—the actual debate or the Saturday Night Live version of it. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch Saturday Night Night Live, but I'll pro I'd probably watch that one. That would probably yeah. Yeah, but the trial overall, though, uh, I feel like I, I I feel like a lot of people on the right. I just want to say this before we move on to our next topic. I feel like a lot of people on the right um, don't clarify when they're talking about the trial and say like Chauvin is a bad cop. Like I see too many conservatives like in the comments saying like he didn't deserve that he didn't he didn't deserve a guilty verdict i'm like okay maybe not for murder but can you at least clarify that he's a bad cop and shouldn't right. be a cop anyway because a lot of conservatives are in that i'm like look we have to clarify because we are the side of logic if we're not going to use logic and talk logically then we're not going to ever be able to win anything like logic is our strong side the left has emotions we can't do emotions we're not going to win through emotions we have to win through logic and we have to talk as if we're coming across logically saying like, hey, look, uh, Chauvin, terrible guy, doesn't deserve to be a cop, did not murder George Floyd, though. It wasn't murder. He did. He did bad things, though. Like, I feel like we could come across a, a little bit better, especially, you know, most conservatives, they could come a little bit better on that one. Just saying. I agree. I think the problem is, is that people try to, you know, like. When you're on the side of right and you know you're right, you try to be as right as you can. But sometimes you still have to dabble in that area where, like with Chauvin's case, like he was at fault. Like I think 
I don't think he should have been charged for second and, de- second and third degree murder, but I definitely think he should be charged for manslaughter. I think that should be held, and I think that will be held up. Now, if they appeal it, it probably won't stick with the second and third degree, but I think manslaughter was something that um, we'll find that will be held up against him. And, you know, some people, as you said, on the right, won't want to say that. They're like, oh, he was, you know, a good person. Like, no, like, that's not the case. Like you said, we have to have logic here. What he did was wrong. Like, now, maybe it wasn't murder. Now, if they get the drug dealer to testify and we'll find that out, you know, maybe subpoena him. But, like, he was a bad person. He should, should be charged with, you know, manslaughter still. So, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. 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 It, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Manslaughter is the right charge here. Um, murder. No, the man had drugs in his system. But as a cop, you if you know that this guy, because they've had run-ins before. George Floyd and Chauvin had run-ins before. So as a cop that has had run-ins with this guy before, and you kind of know this man is on drugs, it is your duty to protect both yourself and and that person. That's your duty as a cop. He did not do that. He, He sat on this man's neck. Whether that's protocol or not, it's bad. It's wrong. And it and he should be charged for manslaughter, murder. No, the drugs probably more than likely murdered uh, George Floyd. But manslaughter, yeah, he was complicit. Uh, Chauvin was complicit in all of it. I mean, speaking of that, I, I do want to say, like, honestly, going back to it, a lot of conservatives also are like, he did drugs, he deserved to die. He's a dirty criminal. It's like, oh man, like that's. I'm like, you guys are making us look real bad right now. Like, yeah, drug dealers don't automatically deserve to just be murdered by cops. Like, I feel like you, it's another thing. You got to clarify. Like, man, the Philippines, it's a way to go, man. Trying to go all full to, to torture or whatever his name was instead. Right, the Thursday, man, drug dealers. Like, it's a, it's a way like, to go. Come on. I'm like, I'm like he, 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 whatever he did, what was it, fentanyl, I think. I'm like, he didn't deserve to die. I mean, he wasn't right. like, I'm watching the video. He was not an upstanding citizen. It wasn't like an A-plus right. citizen. I'm not saying that. But like a lot of conservatives make it sound like he deserved to die. It's like. Nah, I don't right. think so. No, and, but I'm like I said, somebody who worked in law enforcement. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying, as somebody who worked in law enforcement, what they do when you pull up on the scene, especially when you're dealing with a certain individual, they run that person through the system and they come back and they'll tell you, hey, this person, we had encounters with this person before. Maybe he's armed and dangerous. Maybe he's, you know, has some medication that he always has on him or drugs that he preference that he usually uses. So they know this information. They know this information, especially well, there's actually a video that came out that has George Floyd in the seat of a vehicle trying to swallow pills and they're telling him to spit it out way before the incident that you know caused his death. So they have this information. You know this about George Floyd, but then still react the way they did. And like I said, I think that charge of manslaughter should have stick the way it did because, I mean, you know, you already know. It's not like you went in there blindsided, like, oh, I didn't know he was on yeah. drugs, you know. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is with all this, like, if they can prove whether or not, and like, it should be pretty clear now whether or not Derek Chauvin had a role in his death or did he really just overdose without it. That's the whole thing. It's like, did he or did he not? Like, and that, that's, and if he if he really just clean overdose and whatever, then that's it. But if he did it, then obviously somebody is at fault here. And there's only one person that looks like to blame for this whole situation right there. It looks pretty clean and clear and simple here. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear here. Um, I mean, yeah, manslaughter. It's it's if he's gonna get hit with anything, the whole second and third degree murder here. It's like the, the intent, like while it's happening, 
and I'm going to kill him now. Like it's, you're going to have a tough time proving that. And I think they kind of got bullied into making that decision, but I don't think yeah. manslaughter, I, I think the manslaughter charge would hold. But wait, it, so wait, I want to know. So it wasn't like the OJ trial where there were, um, locked in a hotel and when, and they took the TVs out of the place and things like that. It wasn't like that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think they, I think they were still allowed to go home and everything. Well, wow. I'm not sure if, if they knew each other's names that were on the jury because I remember reading something. They only referred to their to everybody by their numbers. They didn't have any sort of identification. It was just numbers. But what they did say there is, is that they were going to air out their names preceding the trial to keep transparency. And I'm like, that you know, you can't do that. <laughs> like people are literally no, going to know who these people are, you know. And not that they couldn't figure out afterwards, but as you know, the person in the comment said, you know, the jury intimidation is dangerous literally for our society, because if the causation of you going to be a juror and that having the verdict that the people want causes you to have some type of repercussion, then, of course, you're going to side with the people every time. Nobody wants to go find their house burned down because of the way, you know, they they voted during the verdict. It's like nobody wants that. And so I think we need to keep these people safe, you know and allow them to do their job. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the one thing as far as like providing the trials now. I mean, when we had this all set up, the, the court system, our justice system, it was all set up, you know, in a clean and clear way to make sure that we reached our decision, our decisions impartially, that we weren't going to get, you know, people weren't going to get paid off. They weren't going to get, you know, pressured into this. But now the fact is like social media exists and the internet exists. People can find your info and uh span of a few minutes they do a little bit of digging everybody turns into a detective you're done like they can find out your family your your mama's name your daddy's name your uncle's name your auntie's name your where you live and everything they'll find out everything about you and just like that and it's it's gone like everything there so you know this is you know pretty you know pretty serious stuff now that we're getting past the point here of uh you know, where to find out where the point of no return is in regards to this stuff. Like this is, it's getting real. Oh, lost Sonny for a second here. Yeah, I, I think honestly going point of no return, I feel like this is a good point to uh, transition into the, the next one. Um, yeah. uh, if you want the, the one that happened in Ohio, because this seems like we're going into the point of no return um, where it's, I, it's just how quickly people look at things and they're automatically like guilty. I'm like, you didn't watch anything. You didn't look up anything, look into any information. And uh, the biggest dummy on the block, the biggest clown on earth, LeBron James. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before, we're going we're gonna to get there. Okay, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I'm going right. to give you your piece on this. I will give right. you your piece. You right. get I'll, I'll, I'll hold up. I'll hold up. I don't want to get hold up. You got it. We gotta explain the situation. Okay. Omar, can you, can you explain the situation pretty clearly, or do you want me to, to roll through it? Uh, if if I if I don't do it as as clearly, you can backtrack and help me out. All right, for sure. But apparently, we have an officer here in Columbus. I'm about to say Columbus, Georgia. My goodness, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been living in Georgia the past few months. So, but in Columbus, Ohio. We have an officer who shoots a girl that's trying to stab someone else. She's 15 years old. I don't know why this girl is going to stab this uh, this other girl. But 
in, but I will say, in my opinion, this officer saved this young woman's life by shooting this other person. Now, um, there are questions like, could he have de-escalated a little bit better? Maybe he could have. I don't know. But at the end of the day, if you're going to kill someone, it, th this is the question everybody needs to um, really answer and think about. And then answer, obviously. Um, if you're, if somebody is going to, if somebody's coming to stab you and you see the knife, wouldn't you be thankful that the officer intervened in any way, form, or fashion? That young lady was very grateful. She said she was coming at me. You know, you had to do something. And she, she, she is grateful. You know, they came back. Yeah, she was grateful. Yeah, LeBron James wants the man to go under the under the prison for this. I always want to know, how do the victims of these situations or the potential victims in these situations feel like when something like this happens and then somebody gets shot and killed in this in these situations and then their potential murderer is martyred as literally like as a saint and thrown their name and picture up on every single billboard for everybody to see online everywhere and just reminding you of what could have been and why that person's face is still up like on your screen and you're looking at it. Like, I just gotta know, like that's gotta be probably the worst feeling in the world is seeing something like as horrific and tragic and like triggering as that, like every single day for who knows how long, you know, until that's over. Like, just think about that. Like, honestly, you're gonna see that every day of that person now or that girl, whatever, that was literally about to kill you. And now they're, oh man, they were the victim and they did that. They were the victim. I almost died. I was going to get stabbed, but they were the victim. You know, what, what is really upsetting? Because one thing that uh, Omar didn't mention, and I believe that this is the story. If I'm if I'm wrong, please correct me. But from what I've heard, the, the fact of the matter is in the video, there was a uh, another there were two other girls, the one in the pink who was almost stabbed. And then another girl, I think she's wearing black and white. She's the one who went on the ground right when the video started. Those two girls apparently allegedly went to the home of the girl who got killed, um, Michaela, uh, Makaya, I'm sorry, um, and they were going to jump her. Uh, and that was essentially what happened. Makaya, I believe I pronounced that right, went in the home, called the police, and the police arrive, and she comes outside with a knife. And that's the only part I feel bad about, because like, if you just stayed inside, she'd still be alive right now. This would not be news. But she came out with a knife and tried to kill another person. And I... At 13 year old, years old, I, I mean, she's 13 or 15, I don't remember, but um, 15. 15, okay, so 15, at 15, if you're getting bullied, you're about to get jumped, I mean, back then, I mean, like, I'm sure we all were, like, just emotional and just always wanting to, like, fight or being upset, or, like, I, could, I understand her feelings, and I feel really bad that a child had to die, but, like, the officer did what he had to do. It's it's all around just a bad situation, but he did what he had to do, and I don't feel bad that they that that happened. I don't think he's racist. I don't think it was a race matter at all. I don't think it had anything to do with her being black. If anything, I mean, if it has anything to do with him being or her being black, he saved the black girl. That's yeah. PEMDAS. It cancels each other out. Come on now. Do you want to hear the context of this, how this happened? Yeah. So so this is Angela Moore. She's a foster mother. Uh, Micaiah was one of her foster children. Uh, mm -hmm. Those two there were her two previous foster children that she came to visit for a, a birthday celebration. The ordeal happened when they got in an argument because they told her to clean up the house because mom doesn't like the house dirty. And Micaiah responded saying that you're not the guardian of me. And, you know, and then things escalated heavily. 
And then, you know, you know, no, escalates a little bit, go to the, down the road, the phone call to the, there's a phone call made, you know, to the police department. And then there's the knife, mm-hmm. almost stabs her, shot and killed. And then that's so those other two girls were her foster siblings. I, one of them was, was at least like a former and a current, I believe at least. Okay. But yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. They, they, they had, they all had ties to the foster mother. So they're all like you know, connected. I, I wonder how they were treated in that home. I I, I just I just wonder um, because some people take in foster kids for the money. The state pays a, a, apparently a pretty penny for it. Um, yeah, they do. They do. So so I so what I want to know is how these girls were treated to want to stab you. It, it's almost like maybe. And I and I don't know I don't know this woman um, obviously so I don't really want to uh, put an opinion on her without without knowing her. Let me just put that out there. But I do want to know how this woman was treating these kids. Did she pit them against each other to the point where they want to stab each other? What what happened? She wasn't even home. She wasn't even home when it happened. That's another thing. She was she was gone when this happened. Now that's that's even. What you, and what you see too is in the video the clip, the father is kicking one of the little girls. He's literally kicking them, and it's like, what are you doing? And two seconds before, he's like, I'm I'm sorry. Two seconds after, when the officer shoots Micaiah, he's like, that's a teenager. What you just killed a teenager, <laughs> sir? You were just curb stopping her, like an- another girl <laughs> the same age, like. That's why I had no idea why that dude was so upset. Like, I don't know if that was her father or who that was, the foster father. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea who that man was, but he was just curb stomping another 15-year-old. So I don't understand why he was so – I don't know. It's really stupid. I see so many people post about this right now talking about how it's another racial – like somebody – I saw somebody post where a million – we just got a million – one step forward with the Chauvin getting convicted, and now we're a million steps behind. I'm like, really? A million? Cop shoot somebody who's about to kill a black girl a million steps behind? I'd say maybe that's like – Neutral. I wouldn't say it's a step forward. That's at least neutral. I mean, like, come on now. People are so dramatic. Right. I mean, because as has already been mentioned, he was a hero. I, anybody who has any understanding of how fast a person can stab somebody with a knife and how fast you have to get your gun out, because like it's been mentioned, why didn't they shoot the person in the legs, the girl in the legs? Like, couldn't they shot her in the legs? Something like that. Miss. It's oh, almost impossible. You have to shoot. They're trained to shoot center body mass. Like, mass. Yeah. That shoot, I mean, she had a knife. She was already going in the motion, the stab motion. There's no way you're going to shoot her in the leg or in the arm to make her stop. Nobody's got the time to aim and fire to do that. You know, it's just like he literally saved the other black girl's life. But I, what I find the most funny is I think it was either that same day or the next day came out that there was a 13-year-old girl, girl who, who stabbed another young girl, two black girls, and nothing said about that. Nothing said about that. No. Yeah. And the thing was, is that they didn't want it to happen because, just like you said, because if two black girls stab each other, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's why, because nobody would care. Like, what, why did they just, why don't you just let them stab each other? We don't care. But man, because you shot her, now we got to care now. Now we got to care right. now. We got to right, okay. this question. But what about the seven year old girl that got shot in Chicago a few days ago? The drive through? Exactly. The drive through, that was awful. Now that, awful. that's absolutely horrendous. Terrible. Going go into the Even the dad came out against Black Lives Matter. He was like, Where oh, are you really? guys at about my daughter when she's dying? 
There's a there's buying a another house. I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw this tweet. It was from Bree Newsom, who is, uh, and this is her bio: artist, grassroots organizer, free black woman, scaled thirty foot flagpole and removed South Carolina Confederate flag in protest on June 27, twenty fifteen, and then Psalm twenty seven. So she's a Christian. Um, and so going to her tweet, this is her tweet. Um, let me open this up. Let me see. Um, it says. Teenagers have been fighting, having fights, including fights involving knives for eons. We do not need police to address these issues. We need, oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Uh, we need, uh, we do not need police to address these situations by showing up to the scene and using a weapon against one of the teenagers. Y'all need help. I mean that sincerely. So thankfully that this person, Brie Newsom or whatever her name was, I already forgot. She does not care if black people stab each other. Only when white people shoot black people trying to stab each other is it a is it something that we need to care about? Let those teenagers just stab each other. That's what we've been doing for eons. Let's keep it up, guys. Um, I can't wait till my daughter's old enough to start stabbing people. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm a teacher. A good little, you know, stab and twist. <laughs> I, I, I just—it's absolutely ridiculous. To yes, expectations are beyond low, or just our society, as we know, is just totally collapsed. That's—it's totally normal. It's like all these things. Yeah, I totally remember, you know, stabbing somebody when I was a kid, or. I remember doing this when I was a kid. Like I didn't do any of that when I was a kid. That was just you. <laughs> that was just them. Like that's, that's not me. Like somebody want to bring you down with their nonsense that they're on. Like, yo, remember back right. when we were in high school, man? We were all uh, smoking this and I'm like, bro, that was you, bro. That was not me. I don't know what y'all were on, but that was not like, me. That's like, not the norm. <laughs> like it's like you know what? Like, you know what? Like, y'all know what needs to happen? I believe that. Every police officer should just go on strike or resign, and let's just see what happens. Man, I live real let's close to the ghetto. Happen. I can't and have that. Why they need the police? I, I live too close to the ghetto for all the police to go on strike. Let's you better arm me. yourself. I, I I need I need a <laughs> couple of them. Right right. <laughs> I don't want and you, and you, have, and, and you and and you just do you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about At that. At your yet. house. <laughs> What did I Ice mean, Cube say on that movie? Protect yourself. Omar mentions this, and, and Chris, I know you want to get into this, man. I know you got to get into this because this is right. I had to stop you before you're going, man. But Ron <laughs> James himself, man, goes ahead, puts a giant bingo target sign on the back of law enforcement with his tweet that he shortly deleted and then proceeded to play the victim on. It's another reason why I don't like this guy. We, we didn't even got to talk about how, you know, how he plays on the teams or anything like that. We we can get into the whole goat talk later. <laughs> right. I mean, like I got they got different reasons for not liking this guy, but I mean, I, I got it here. I could share, it, but this is just yeah. You, you have know, his uh, his tweet. I was gonna say if you could pull it up. Oh, oh yeah, I, I screenshotted immediately because I knew he was gonna delete it. I, I was like, I'm gonna catch this dude to 4K. So I said LeBron get caught 4K for this. It's and a joke. That's, that's the thing. I mean, he's 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 literally saying you're next. And what does he mean by that? He's meaning either you're going to be the next Derek Chauvin and go to prison for life. And right. for what? LeBron, did you and did you even watch the video? The girl legit about to stab another black girl. I thought we are supposed to like hold each other up. Like this is the kind of thing. Like let's not continue with like the hood rat nonsense. Like black people need to rise up from that. He's trying to hold black people down. Like, I'm so sick of that. Exactly. You know what? This is a little drifting away, branching off from the topic. But what was most funny about this is, did you guys see what O.J. Simpson said, of all people? Oh, oh, God. What did he say? Oh, my goodness. I agree with him. 
You can't make it up. I go agree ahead, with them. Go ahead. But you go of ahead, all man. people telling somebody not to talk about a cop who used it or girls who used the knife. Yeah, that's just uh, the comedy. Bro, the comedy, I, man. All people, man. It's just, yo, yeah, OJ Simpson weigh in on this mess. I do. Oh, man. AJ can, is lucky bro. to be out of prison. For for that for not only those murders but also the right. uh, that whole memorabilia thing. He's lucky to be out of prison. Mm -hmm. I don't think he needs to comment on anything. Let's let's let him go find whatever piece he can find at this point. Right. And, I'm and like, bro, you need to be out of the spotlight and hide because all the bro, stuff. You guys should be off the grid. He needs to be off the grid because he's probably gonna go back again for something soon. Like you know. <laughs> Yeah, like it's, man, my murder is legal in the state of California. If y'all didn't know already, but based right. on what that man been able to get through insanity, Absolutely. right? Only, no. only if you run that many yards is murder illegal. Right. <laughs> yeah, I did a whole so. uh, research paper on that trial, man, and I was telling my brother about it today because he didn't understand why I was getting weak at OJ Simpson's comments. And I was telling him, I said, man, I was wanting to throw with him. I was like, this dude, <laughs> he got away with everything and anything. <laughs> Just because he was black, he got off because he was yep. black. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. <laughs> <Johnny Cochran. laughs> guess what? Johnny Cochran and and what's his name? Effie Bailey. Those are some brilliant lawyers. Yeah, they, was they brilliant. are brilliant. I gotta give it to them. I gotta give it to them. They was they were smooth. Mm -hmm. They were smooth, man. But judgment day is coming soon. I'll tell you what, right. man. They gonna have to That's answer eventually. Well, well. They gonna have to answer. <laughs> they gonna well, well, one of them are already dead, right? Johnny Cochran died in 05. Yeah, he's so dead. if yeah. he didn't if he didn't repent, it, there you go with that one. Yeah. OJ has time to repent. Uh, that's all I can say. He has time to repent. Yeah. And say what he did. But I quote this scripture often. It's in Ecclesiastes. I believe it's chapter either eight or 11. And it says that because judgment is not executed speedily, it's set in the hearts of men to do evil because the judgment has not come yet. But I tell people all the time, God will not be mocked. He said, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. It's going to happen. There you it's going to happen. They don't that's, that's Bible. That's Bible. You better yes, preach. It's going to happen. Oh, right. man. This is like, oh, it's going to happen. And, and and here, back to LeBron, all right? This is a guy who hasn't been told no since he was 16 years old. Right. He has not been told no since he was 16 years old. He's had everything since then, anything you could ever want. But he goes online and out here every time saying, man, we can't walk outside without having a target on our backs. I'll be hunted every day. No matter what, we're still going to be N-words. No matter what we do, no matter how. Bro, you're worth over a billion dollars. Do you think people walk around saying, that's just like, that's an N-word, that's that, bro. And that makes you, you an escort. The next time it does. What? Like what? You walk around with your own personal escort. What do you have to be scared of? You're not speaking for anybody out but, here. No, the person that should be scared is the guy that actually shoots LeBron if he ever gets shot. Because of course they're going down for real. This man, LeBron James, is speaking from like if you look up privilege in the dictionary, LeBron James is privileged. That is privilege. Like, I don't care what color he is, that man got more privilege than most white people. Like, if you combine every white person, every poor white person in this country, LeBron James is more privileged than all of them. It doesn't matter what his color is. This man can make millions of dollars playing a sport. No other country can you really do that. Can you make that much money? Even like massive. Uh, sport like the biggest uh, celebrities in sports across the world, they don't make that much money. Only in the United States, because which is that good of a country. So if we're that racist, honestly, LeBron, 
I don't I don't know why you still live here. You got the money to go somewhere else. Go 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 do where go wherever. Where wherever is not racist because he always wants to call out the United States say how racist our system is. You know what? It Chris, I'm glad you mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm glad you mentioned that because he never says anything about communist China. And 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 here's the thing, China. China does not like black people. That they don't, they don't. But I'll tell you what, um, we're gonna give a little bit on LeBron because if we we got if we gave him a globe and a map, I tell you, bro, man, probably couldn't point out where China was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I tell you, he probably he didn't graduate high school. school. He didn't graduate. So. No, they saw this man like just killing it on the court. They're like, hey man, you, you just just screw high school. What's an education? Just come on, yeah. we gonna start playing. He got well, he got know, high school. Yo, the play devil's advocate. Now, if you were in LeBron's shoes, what would you have done at it when you're 16 years old? You're killing it, and they're offering you millions of dollars to play. What would you yeah, have? You take that. I would, don't be a fool. This is American dream. Man. This is the American dream. I don't know if I'd be super broke right. now, to be honest, and you know, calling out cops after saving somebody's life. But <laughs> I, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, I, yeah, man. If I was a little taller and a little faster, a little skinnier. You know, maybe I maybe I'd be able to do that, but no, I don't. I don't know if I'd be as woke as LeBron James is right now. And my biggest thing with all this is that it's not that necessarily you have the platform to advocate for these type of things. Is that you don't keep that same energy only when it comes to black people? He doesn't. It's does like, it? He doesn't. Yeah. He, remember when he sent out the MLK tweet? Just threat to justice anywhere. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I'm like, bro, you didn't keep that same energy for nothing. You didn't keep that nothing. energy for nothing, man. I'm like, keep man, that injustice anywhere. Well, come on, man. Like, what? Like, right. It's like, you know, if it happens to a white person, black, Latino, it doesn't matter. Keep that same energy. If you're about justice, it's justice for all, as the Pledge of Allegiance stands for. But it's not the case. It's only when somebody black is shot by a cop. But you won't even talk about it if it's black on black crime. And that's my right. biggest problem with the black community is that you don't talk about when it's black on black crime. But as soon as it's a white person, <gasps> oh, my God. It's like you got people dying in Chicago, 56 or 60 in a night. But nobody wants to talk about that. And it's all black on black crime. It, you know, you know what? It's like, these things happen in these people's communities all the time. And they don't take charge of their community like they're supposed to be a leader. You go be a community leader. You can't even take charge of your own community. A lot of these people can't even take charge of their own households. Hey, Dwayne Wade, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you right now. You can't even get your household in order. I'm going to say it. You can't even get your household in order. I feel bad for the Utah Jazz. If he can't manage your household, if you can't manage your household, how are you going to help that man? Run a freaking team. Yeah, so I feel bad for the Jazz. It, it don't make any sense. And these people, we're supposed to look up to them as leaders of the community, as thought leaders, and all these great things that are going to provide everything that we need, and they're going to be beacons of the community to look up to. And these people ain't no good. They don't do anything. They look out for themselves. Their dollar comes first. It's probable to crap on this country to take money from uh, foreign dictatorships and, and you know, fascist regimes it's, it's very profitable and only in america can you do that and crap on your government and everything that you that you hate within it and then take money from a, a worse country and then just totally just make bank off of it only in america can you do something like that it's incredible and then you don't even leave and you don't even leave and you stay here and continue to make money you don't lose money you make even more that is america america that, that's this That's is America. Wild. That that is wild, man. 
that, that is beyond wild. I, I'm just saying, like, how can mm. only America make you literally go out there, rat on your own people, your government, everything going on within it, take money from a foreign you know, dictator regime and continue to make more money and refuse to leave the country that you're living in that you claim to be you know, so opposed to. It, it, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And you say that, you know, uh, oh, man, why we Doc Rivers? Man, we are supposed to love America, but well, America don't love us. Like, oh, man. Oh, like, America don't love you, man. How many of them wearing your jerseys? Shut up. Like, man, I hate right. that. America, America don't love me. Like, you are literally, like, top five most famous, like, basketball players Give of all time. All the like, time. Like, come on now. America does love you. That's why you're a millionaire. Who do you think is showing up? Chinese people? No, they're not coming to your games. <laughs> Oh, LeBron James is the biggest crybaby. I swear to God. It, it, he is. Yeah, he, he is a big crybaby. Not just not just in regular stuff in basketball too. He yeah. is the biggest crybaby. Period. No, Let him lose a few games. Watch. He cries. He cries out to man. Boo. I'll tell you what. He gets whatever he wants out there, man. They fired how many coaches for him and hired and got a whole new roster for him two, three, four times. And he still wasn't getting that ring until he finally got one. Mm -hmm. And then they went and go switched everything up again. I mean, like, you know, and then the guy leaves and everything, too. That man gets whatever he wants, whatever he wants it. But mm -hmm. somehow he's still – actually, can I want to try to find this tweet. I'm, I'm going to try to find this tweet he sent afterwards. If I could just be LeBron for a day and just be able to cry and make millions whenever I want to. For a day, man. For one day. You One know day. how much money he makes in a day? I'll, man, that's like I'm, – I'm trying yeah. to do the math, but it's probably a yeah. lot. It's, it's more money All than right. I know. Yeah, and I know the OJ thing was probably like top tier as far as like comedy like and stuff you can't believe that somebody actually said. But, you know, LeBron, LeBron responded to his tweet. You know, he, he responded after he deleted it, you know. Let's see what exactly he says. And he says, wait, wait, let me see what he says. Uh, come on, where is it at? I'm trying to find this exact tweet here. But man, he legit played. <laughs> oh, man. He said that he took his tweet down because it was stirring up more hate from everybody around him and everything. That's not what we need right now. When we're like Fulio, the hate was only coming from coming from one location, my brother. <laughs> it was only coming from one we don't we don't need any more hate. You read your tweet. What was that? That was hate. That was a hundred percent hate. He didn't watch the video. You can just tell. You know, somebody like one of his like assistants probably was like, "Hey, LeBron, you seeing all these tweets you get? Did you watch that video?" He's like, "Nah, man. What video? Somebody just said that to me. I I just tweeted it out. Like, come on, LeBron. I just like, <laughs> honestly." I would say he's better than this, but he's not. He's actually trash. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not a LeBron fan. I don't watch basketball, but I just never liked LeBron. He just seems right. like just a bad person. Yeah. Just like uh, I, I don't know, a diva. I, I got you right here. I, I just found it. I found the. I found the tweet. You know, we're good. So let's let's put this up because this is, yo, know, unbelievable, man. This guy really be on it. Says, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. This isn't about one officer. 
It's about the entire system and they always use our words to create more racism. I'm so desperate for more accountability. Okay, like there's a lot to unpack here, man. I'm tired of seeing black people killed by police. I'm tired of seeing black people kill uh, other people. Yeah, for, for a fact, I'm tired of seeing people kill people. I'm tired of seeing police having to kill black people. I'm tired of seeing, yeah, black people kill black people. I'm tired of all this mess. But let's just, let's single out one minuscule detail here. Let's see, let's, let's put one, let's put one little thing in here. Let's just put one little part in there. Sure thing. And this isn't about one officer, it's about the entire system. So now we're saying it's systemic, okay? If there, if, if, now this is the whole thing. If we're going to unpack this, right? He says it's systemic. In order for something to be systemic, there has to be empirical evidence reflecting the system. And that means that there's got to be a substantial percentage. We're talking like 25, 30, 40, 50, so like, and a, and a correlation between it, like consistently going through it. We're looking at a system here. We're talking system. So that means there has to be a system. And he doesn't know the facts that it would take nearly 40 years of cops and black people equal the number of black people killing each other each year. But we don't talk about that, those numbers for real, for real. You're going to talk about those numbers. Though. And then, you know, I'm desperate for more accountability. You talk about accountability, fool. Let's look in the mirror now. We right. talk about this accountability up in here. Be held accountable for your words, bro. Man, you'd be talking about wanting to be the figure. You want to be the man. You want to be the Barack Obama of, of the current day right now. And you're, you're going to hold yourself to that standard of release yourself that way. He the can't deal? be the Barack Obama of the current he day. Wants to be, right? He literally wants to be. He wants I, to step How? Like Barack is still life. living, and he's living his best life. Well, this guy wants Yo, to take over. Was... He wants to be president of the culture, man. He wants to run it. Yeah, well, back. when he wins, when he can win as many as uh, Michael Jordan won, then he can talk. Until then, he needs to shut up. Well, you know what well. I want to see? I want to see him get sued by that cop for defamation. That's what I want to see. <laughs> there you go. That'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. That would be, oh, my God. Let, let that cop get some of that sweet NBA money. Right. Well, you know what, what would be really ironic? That is, is civil suit. That is if, civil suit money for sure. What if, uh, what if that cop was like, uh, a LeBron fan or something. He's like, come on, man. Like, he's like, I, I, I saved, I saved her. You know, he is from Columbus, and that's not far from Cleveland. Could be, could be. You never know. There, there's a lot of hate LeBron fans in Cleveland, though. I'll tell you what, though. After the first time, some people didn't love him. Some people gave him the second chance, and then he left again. I think when you burn the bridge a second time, I feel like people. But he has a school there, doesn't he? Have a school somewhere around? Yeah. There? Yeah. Oh, the school that's you know partially funded by the government. That one that still takes taxpayer oh, dollars. Oh, it. I didn't know it was partially funded by the government. I thought it was private. No, it ain't a total private school now. Yeah, wow. it's not. It's not. No, they still take care of it. I wish it wasn't. I feel like it could be a whole lot better if it was totally private. And I have no doubt in my mind he can make it totally mm -hmm. private and do his thing. But that's his money. He's gonna spend it his way. So whatever. But I just make it totally private. You can bring a lot more happen, bring a lot more mm -hmm. good things out them kids. You know, make the education good. But you know, sure thing. But yeah, man, I think he's definitely got a civil suit on his hands. You don't put the picture up of the man and everything. Put a target on his back. Uh, endangerment, mm -hmm. job. Now you can't go do your job because you think somebody's gonna come out there and you know yeah. stab you, you know in the back, right? like literally. You think somebody's gonna go out there right. and stab you in the back, literally? Like, man, I'd sue him and say I can't work now, and I'd take. You know, a million, a million minimum. <laughs> How I'll be asking for a million minimum. Not a million. Get get half of his money. It, but that's just me. I'm 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 a little. Out oh, there. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a bitter ex-wife. Take half his money. 
You asked for all of it. <laughs> Isn't he? It wasn't the officer like twenty three years old, and he's only been on the force for a few months. I think he was twenty three. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I do not know the answer to that. I I don't I I don't know. But if he what? But if the officer is twenty three, yeah, that's the best was, part of a person's life. You know, you're in. I don't think he's that young. I'm not exactly certain. But he's been I, on that I, particular. I police thought I read that since like October or something like that. So, so he's just you know he's not the most experienced cop. He's not yeah. hasn't been on the forest for twenty five years or anything like that. Obviously, he didn't look that old. But you know, I, I I really think that people can't really condemn the officer. Just you know, this is the last thing I'm gonna say on it. You can't condemn the officer. It is a negative situation all around, and I feel bad for the young woman who had to you know lose her life. But uh, you know, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Uh, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's essentially what happened here. And it, it's very unfortunate, but I don't, I, I can't like out of logic just be like, oh man, you know, I try to hold those emotions back because, you know, I, I have a daughter and I, I imagine how immensely painful that is to lose a daughter. Uh, and I, I couldn't bear that, but you know, it, she, she brought it on herself, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. It was a foster kid. It was a foster kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a bigger issue in itself there. Boom. It's yes. like, a foster kid did this. Wait, that means they didn't have real parents. That means, oh shoot, that is like boom, and then like now we're looking at like, man, what's a what's a real issue here now? Parents aren't raising their kids. Parents don't raise their kids. Kids act up. Kids act up without being disciplined. Mm-hmm. Kids do crazy things. Do something crazy like that, and it doesn't end well. It's, it's bad. Man. Is just unfortunate. That's oh, it's it's not good. All I can say. It's not good at all. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 bad news in itself. But I mean, we're looking at the big issue here, man. We're having oh kids that I don't say they don't know any better, but nobody told them any better, and they're going off and running. And running a mug. What, what's what's ridiculous is like you know, at fifteen, somebody got to tell you not to stab somebody. Like you know, I, I it's it's kind of wild because at fifteen, you know, I, I I think I knew not to stab somebody. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, she I don't know this young woman's past and what happened in her past. She's obviously didn't have the best life. She's in a foster home, but you know, it, it's like at what point are we going to say like you are old enough to understand that this is wrong i'm not saying like if she lived she should have got like tried as an adult i'm not saying that but she's obviously old enough to know you don't stab people like you just can't do that and so she really got it she got what you know it came to her well you had two 13 year olds crashed the uber eats driver and killed him two 13 year olds right yeah Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing was too is that the cops arrived. When the cops arrived, even if it was self-defense as they stated it was, you know, I, that's highly debatable. But even if it was self-defense as they said it was, then what she should have done was allow the cops to do their job. Mm-hmm. hundred mm-hmm. percent. She called the police, and the, the smartest thing to do would have been to just stay in her house. But I, from the story I heard, that they were coming to jump her. But now, you know, Christian, from what you were telling me. 
and now it seems like they all lived there. I, I don't know all the facts, but it really seems like she should have just stayed inside. Um, there, like I saw other tweets where people were like, "You should have tased her." It's like people imagine like tasers are like just this magical weapon that just instantly stuns you. Like, do you know what happens when your muscles constrict and you have a knife in your hand? Like, what you think that's gonna just stop her? I mean, like she was a, a bigger woman jerking towards right. her with a knife. Like, I feel like tasing her. Distance. Yeah, it, people just the thing, if you miss, if it fails, somebody's getting stabbed, okay? Yeah, and, and you can die. From, it's not a video game. People think, like, stabbing is just like, ah. No, it's really dangerous to get stabbed. You can die That's very easily. vital, vital organ. It could be over. You right. rupture something big in there. You're done. It's done. Exactly. It's, it's over. You know, it's, it's bad news. You're done. That's all there is to that. So... And what people don't realize, too, is that police officers, when they see a level of force, you have to use a level of force above that one. So they have a knife. You always use a gun. You never go below what they're using. Yep. I mean, people just want to put criminals above police officers in almost every situation. And mostly it's because they're black. They're like, oh, this black guy, black girl. Uh, Got to put them above the cop's life. Like, I understand that. Like, cops are out there. But, like... Cops aren't out there to die. Like, yeah, they're putting their lives in the line, serving the community, but they're not out there with the intention to die. If somebody's going to, like, inflict bodily harm on somebody else or themselves, that or uh, themselves as I'm referring to the officer, then they're going to respond. The officer's going to respond with force to neutralize that threat. They're not going to just take the chance of themselves getting stabbed or uh, an innocent person getting stabbed. They're not, they're not going to take that I, it's, it's just uh it's an unfortunate situation it really is uh, i mean it's really bad but the biggest thing here too is that if there's an incident and i'm i as a concealed carry holder and i have my weapon on me and there's something i call the police or this and that you think i'm gonna come up to the police with a fully loaded gun ready to go with them no if i if i if the police are responding to a call that i called about and i'm armed I'm probably not coming out with my weapon or it's unloaded or it, it's totally like out of, out of sight, out of mind when, when they come up on me or anything, or it's in a place where they can see it and find it. I'm not going to come up there wielding a knife and then trying to do something. Like, it's just when calling police, yeah, like, even then, like, even, like when you're instructed on getting a concealed carry weapon and you shoot somebody, do you think the first thing is when the cops come up, you should be still holding the gun and doing everything with, no, you probably shouldn't still be holding the gun and pointing it anywhere. Cause they don't know that you're the good guy. If the cops show up to a call and you have a knife, how do they know that you're the good person? How do they know that you're the person? Exactly. Like that? They don't know. How are they supposed to? Oh, they, how are they supposed to know? They don't. They get a call from dispatch. Dispatch talks to them. That's all they know. They get brief details, and then they're off and running because time is of the essence because they have to be there. So it's like, oh, how do they? like? Exactly. They don't know how this stuff works, man. They're just there. So, like, yeah. like. And I think that's the biggest disconnect for us. In our society is that people don't know law enforcement procedures you know it's like this is what we need to educate people on it's like what law enforcement does they're like oh they need more training it's like how do you know they need more training if you don't even know what they do during their training in the first place who are you to say you don't even know what they do you don't even know their procedures and i think this is the biggest problem because cops literally are getting accused for murder and things of, the, like this, of that nature all the time but they're doing their job it's like that's a part of the job. If you ever, if you took this particular instance, you took it to court, he's going to be justified. There was nothing wrong that he did, nothing. 
There's nothing different he could have done. There was nothing wrong that he did. It was exponentially like, sir, like that's what we want cops to do. Yeah. It's the whole thing. In, in those situations, people are like, it's just, and it, it sucks here because it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. Here's the whole thing here. He doesn't do anything if somebody gets stabbed. Why didn't he do nothing? Why didn't he help? Why didn't he do this or that? Cops are good for nothing. They don't help anybody. They don't save any lives. Shoots mm -hmm. her. Ah, oh, cops, all they do is shoot people. They kill everybody. They're good for nothing. They don't save lives. Like, what are you gonna, you can't win. You can't please everybody. Their job isn't to please everybody. Their job's to they protect and serve here. Right. And at the end of the day, they gotta do, use their best judgment to go ahead and do so. But as people, when you, the civilians, we gotta know, when you call the police, uh, what the best thing to do is, and where you should be, what you shouldn't be doing, in order to identify yourself at least when something like this is going on, you probably, you know, shouldn't be uh, after something, an altercation happens, you shouldn't probably be carrying a gun approaching a police officer. You probably shouldn't be wielding a knife approaching a police officer or of anything of the sort, if that's the case, saying, hey, I'm the good guy. Like, they don't know you, bro. They do not know you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not, you know, they're not going to respond like i wouldn't respond friendly to somebody i pull up on somebody i don't know they're walking out with a knife or a gun you think i'm gonna say oh hey how you need help oh okay like no just take it from a random no. like you're walking up on somebody with a knife saying hey i need help like yo like hey man like you, you what like uh -huh. just crazy man oh, it's so, crazy. It's omar vernon jones is running for governor in georgia apparently looking to unseat Brian Kemp himself. Yes. So apparently uh, President Trump, former President Trump, it has a target list. He is targeting people um, that he feels are either not good for the party or weren't um, loyal to the party or loyal to the cause of defeating the left or w for whatever reason. But at the top of his list was Brian Kemp. Um, and if you look at Vernon Jones's stories on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, you saw he spent a lot of time with Trump. And now we, and a few weeks ago, he said, okay, I have a big announcement coming up. Now we know what it is. He is primarying, um, Brian Kemp for the governorship of Georgia. And we, from what I've heard on the inside, uh, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a pretty fight because Brian Kemp has gotten some, he's gained some momentum with the whole voter law that was just passed in Georgia. But people also feel like Brian Kemp is not representing him well. So people are flocking to Vernon Jones. I don't know what's going to happen. But personally, I feel like, huh? Is it a closed primary? Just so I just want to know for, for like election purposes here. Uh, close part. No, I, I, I want to say it might be an open primary. Okay. I never did. I, I wasn't able to um, vote in the primary in Georgia. I did vote in the general okay. when I was there. Um, so I don't exactly know. I want to say it's open. I want to say, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but it, my personal opinion, no matter who wins or who loses, it. it, it I don't think either of them can beat Stacey at this point. I'm sorry. That's that's my thing. If they do, thank God, because okay. God intervenes. I, I hear you, but a lot of people, especially in the ATL, 
they're blaming Stacey Abrams for not getting this all-star game and for losing their black money coming in to the community. Is that enough? But is but is that enough to push you, through you, another year and a half? We got a year and a half for this general. I hope they wouldn't, but they could forget. <laughs> people, people, Americans are so forgetful. They they will not remember yes. that. In another year and a half, they're gonna be like, all right, so it's a Republican or black lady, Stacey Abrams, Democrat. They're gonna vote for Stacey Abrams, and you know it's unfortunate. Georgia is, looks like it's gonna become you know uh, look Perfect. like it's shifting that way. Um, which is unfortunate, but uh, you know, we just gotta we gotta make more states red. Um, uh, how we're gonna do that? Good question. We'll work on it. The party has terrible leadership. Um, it, apparently, I, I was I was contacted by uh, the Savannah Freedom Exchange, and they and the lady was explaining to me how bad the party was and archaic rules of order that they have to go through to change. A whole bunch of stuff, and I, and I can't remember it all. But I'm telling you, man, it's so disorganized, and it has so so much bad leadership there. Honestly, I've been told they could have found someone better than Brian Kemp to run when 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 Brian Kemp was Secretary of State. Um, it the expectation for most people is if Stacy wins, Stacy's going to win, but the lieutenant governor should be red. Every, a, a down ballot, down ballot to be read. Uh, the state house and the state senate will still be read. Uh, it, it's super majority read. So, so unless the governor's office has power, Stacey can't do much. They're already conceding the, the election already. They're already planning for it. I no, I wouldn't say they're doing that openly, but in private, they're like, it doesn't look good. Now, then again, we're not in November yet. Heck, we're not even in August of next year yet when the primary is supposed to happen. So things could change. Um, I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping they do for the better. But now, personally, I am excited because I like Vernon Jones. I got to meet him at a Trump rally. He's awesome. I, I think um, his policy positions, some of them need to change um, because you got to go by the man's voting record. He was a voting Democrat. Um, con he had more of a conservative record, but he there were things like the the um, anti-abortion bill, the Harpy bill. I, I, I'm sorry, the Harpy bill. He voted against it, but he says he's pro-life. Why he voted against it, I don't know. He has to explain that. Um, but it, am I so excited? Yes, because honestly, if even though I think he still may lose to Stacey Abrams, I think he's the best shot of beating her. I'm sorry. It's going to take a black person to beat another black person. Now, that I hate identity politics. I think it's terrible, but maybe we have to start playing again. It's, it's the world we live in. But yeah. it just, if there's an R next to your name, it's over, bro. It don't matter. I don't know. It don't matter. Anymore. I feel like if you have a reputation beforehand, now Vernon Jones, I'm not saying he does, but I'm saying if, I feel like if you're a black person with enough reputation in the black community, then you could you could uphold and say like, look, y'all, I've I've I was there. I you know me. I I just because I believe this side, then I feel like you can bring people to the table. He's but if you're just uh, that's gonna hurt in that regards because they yeah. really don't like him. The people in the blue that really that vote blue really don't like Trump, and when they see that he was. 
this whole push has, has been initiated by the former president himself. Vernon spoke, you know, introducing the president and endorsing him and everything like, you know, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, I just don't I don't see him latching on to him like that. Yeah. Happening, you know. Yeah. Oh my God, Georgia is yeah. just going. You know, but I, I think the whole thing, though, we, we have three issues, I think, in this country that we're going to have to reconcile and things that I don't know if you guys can be on board with this or not. The biggest one thing I think is weak leadership. That's number one. Two is. Uh, like locking up our elections and making sure that they're actually securing that there's no such stuff happening. And then three, securing the southern border. If we don't do any those three things, I don't think we have a chance of winning anything. <laughs> if we have losers right. in office that aren't going to fight for us, if we don't have a secure election system, if we don't secure the southern border, we're a whole bunch of people that we don't know are coming in and are being potential voters in the state of California. Yes, they are voting. Mm -hmm. Yes, I said it. Ban me. I don't care. They are voting. You know, what, what, oh, none yeah. of this matters anymore. You know, and I, if we don't do any of those oh. three things, I think we're in trouble. I think Vernon is a fighter, though. I be I believe he's a fighter. Um, I think so. I I have high hopes for. Him. But you gotta look at it. Vernon Jones is like bottom of the rung Republican. I mean that. Like he's not top priority of the party. Like honestly, right wow. now, Trump really isn't even. Like Trump is just a populist. Like that's really it. He has no real power in the party anymore. Like he can come and he has the power of his massive like army. But other than that, he. I mean, I, like, I would disagree like, because he's the one raising the money for the Republican Party right now. If his name is right, is writing checks to the Republican Party right now. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I, I mean more like people calling it's not shots just, for the Republican Party. But I, I see what you. I see what you're saying. So yeah, uh, Trump's it's, it's, it's not just that, Christian. Think about it like this: In 2016, when Hillary lost to uh, President Trump, who really led the? the Democratic Party, even if it was behind the scenes, it was still Barack Obama. He was still the face. He was still the leader. He's, he called, heck, he, people were really uh, um, high on Keith Ellison from Minnesota on being the Democratic chair at that point. Tom Perez, who was a secretary of, I, I think, um, labor, I, I believe he was labor secretary under Obama, became the Democratic chair. Why? Because Barack Obama wanted him there. Trump wanted Ronald Romney McDaniel still there. Trump still runs that party. And Trump will run the party until there's another standard bearer that, uh, it, and even it, it could, well, if it's a weak standard bearer, Trump will still run the party. But if it's a strong standard bearer in 2024, whether that be Trump or DeSantis or who, whomever, Tom Cotton, I don't know. But and but until there's another standard bearer that is the nominee for president, Trump it's Trump's party. Sonny, I gotta have you weigh in, man. Now what you thinking? Can Sonny, you hear me? You there? You hear us? You bring you it up. Can you hear us, man? Oh, he yeah. said we're, we're breaking up. We're breaking up. Yo, pop back in real quick. See if we can. But uh, we're going to have to weigh in on this. Let me see if you can hop in here. You, I'd but, say um, type, it in the, type it in the chat. Um, yeah, let's, let's get him in there. But I, I mean, no, I think he definitely does. I, my whole thing was I think Ronald McDaniel's not the greatest idea to run the Republican Party, man. I don't care. She, she, she's weak sauce for me. No, she, no, she's weak, yeah. but Trump wanted her there. Whoever was the former standard bearer of either party, think about 
Um, and I'll say this, Hillary Clinton was on with Tom Perez because everyone had to latch, latch to Barack Obama after that loss. Everyone has to latch to Trump because Trump is, he, he runs the party. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's how party politics works. It, it, it shouldn't work that way. They should have elected a new leader if they want, if the party wanted to keep Romney McDaniel. If they really wanted to keep her, then they should have had the choice without the influence of the former president or the former standard bearer of the party. But, um, you know, that's just how party politics works. Oh, it's grimy, man. What do you think, Sonny? Or well, just basically here going off. I mean, putting Ronald McDaniel in charge of the RNC and the Republican mm-hmm. Party, I mean, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with how 2020 ended. I don't know why we still want her any, any capacity to do with it, but, you know. It just it beats me. I agree. Yeah. Uh, now, I agree I too. You hear us? You hear us, kid? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, you hear us? Yeah. Right. Man, I mean, just, we're wrong with Bernie Jones. I mean, I mean, I think he's got a tough road to hoe with this whole situation and everything. But I mean, you know, I think he's maybe a decent shot at it here. So. Going into this last part here before we, we cut this off, man. So I had always thought that we we're gonna have Black Spider Man, you know, before anything, man. But apparently, man, we didn't get Black Spider Man. You know, it didn't really happen unless you count Miles Morales. That wasn't that wasn't a real Spider Man. But we got we got Black Captain America, man. And Black Captain America apparently is, is woke. <laughs> but it's 2021. What do you expect, man? So I, I'm not even watching this series. I haven't even dipped into any of this at all yet. I mean, what, what can y'all tell me about this? Because I mean, some, some of the viewers here might have already seen some, but yeah. I, I've seen any of this going on. Well, um, I, I could take this one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, let's let Sonny roll on this. Let Sonny roll on this. What you got on this, Sonny? Yeah. yeah. No, I'll just about to say, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, <laughs> don't listen. But, Let me just uh, Yeah, it's, bro, bro. you know, <laughs> you know, it's Disney, man. And with all these big corporations, especially the ones that make the movies, of course, they're going to make it woke. You know, and this is how they try to reach out to the people in their own way, I guess. And what we're finding, especially in, you know, the Winter Soldier and Captain America is that, or Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier is that, He's becoming, you know, Captain America because the other guy got it taken from him in the in the in the show, and it's all because of there was a guy in the show who got the serum and became, you know, a soldier, and he was put in jail and all this stuff because he was black, and so, you know, they're trying to have this black, you know, Captain America, and it, it basically it's not like because of he, they weren't skilled or nothing like that, and it's basically predicated all on skin color, and that's what the show the ending of the show is about is all predicated on their skin color and that he's black that's the reason why there hasn't been any black captain america not because of performance or anything of that nature and it's kind of sad to see like i you know everything doesn't have to be woke you know what i mean like keep it out the movies yeah. and or in the tv shows in my opinion like we don't need you know this wokeness I, the show would be fine without it like it isn't i would never have thought that you know Anthony Mackie couldn't become the Captain America because he's black. Like that doesn't enter into a logical person's head, you know, until you push it into it. And then it just promulgates through our society that, oh, we're always behind, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is what young people, especially I find nowadays, and I work at a college and I deal with a lot of young people, is that 
everything they're seeing in our shows, like, I don't know if you've seen this is drifting a little bit on top of you, like all American, you know, it was a bunch of wokeness in that show. And all the shows coming out today are a bunch of wokeness and is making black people feel like, oh, cops are against us. You know, we got all these people suppressing us, white privilege. And it starts with what we see and what we view. And obviously the movies are a big thing, you know. And so the, this wokeness is, I feel like, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like it just shouldn't be there. Like we, 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 we'd be fine without it, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see viewers ever asking for more inclusion. I mean, unless you're, you know, this is the wackos, but they don't say, "Why? Well, why is there black?" Like I don't see like there's a giant cry for any of this happening. They always just seem to inject that stuff into everything. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's never it's been missing. asked for. Like, gosh, like we need a, we need a pro racism story in the Captain America. I don't think anybody asked for that. Like, you know <laughs> and you know the the Oscars are woke. You know they. Well, yeah. we didn't have enough color people in the movies and, you know, winning awards. And it's like, you win awards off performance, not skin color. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's the top. Yeah, what's it, up, it just, it, I, I'm about to burst your bubble. The new Thor movie that's coming out in a couple of years. Of course, they, they named it after Thor because it's Thor. He's not dead yet, right? But it really is going to focus on Tessa Thompson because he passed on the kingship to her character valkyrie and valkyrie it okay tessa thompson is black right she is going to find her queen in that so it gets even more woke mcu is about to get even more woke now am i fine with anthony mackie being huh yes that that is the plot i don't even know how thor fits in or guardians of the galaxy because as you saw in the Avengers Endgame, he's out in space with the Guardians. So I don't know how they're going to fit any of this crap in, but MCU is getting more woke. Uh, I'm fine with Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie is actually one of my favorite uh, actors. I think he's a really yeah. good actor. But, uh, and uh, and also, it, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not real big on the whole representation thing. If I like uh, uh, some, something on TV, I'm going to watch it. Period. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the representation thing. I like the fact we have a black Captain America now. I do. I'm not going to lie, yeah. but at the same time, I don't need it. Right. I don't need exactly. to necessarily see that in order to see black people as who we are, as strong and powerful, and this and this country is actually for us, and we can do anything we want, and we can be anything we want. Or you know that that's not necessarily inspiring. Is it nice to see? Sure, uh, you know, but right. I don't necessarily need it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, as you said, you know, touching on what you said about it's good to see. Like I, I want to see. Like you know, anytime you watch the show, you you do want the diversity in the characters and you know the plot, you know, and and, and all that stuff, but. You know, particularly with the cinematic universe, and then obviously, I thought he was going to become Captain America anyway when he got the shield from, yes. um, you know, from, yeah. from Chris Evans. I was like, okay, cool. You know, he's going to become Captain America. It never came to my mind, oh, because he's black, but he was always there with Captain America, so that's what and, I thought. And right, it, and it was portrayed like it, it wasn't even portrayed with race at the end of the at the end of Endgame. It was like, okay, friend, you've right. been my friend since I got uh, defrosted or whatever. Since I came out the ice, you've been my right. friend. You've been, you've had my back. You had my back in Civil War against Tony Stark. You have my back now. I, I think you're. Right. I think you can carry on this mantle, not as a black person, but as 
my friend and that's a good dude it, without right. the series. So, you know, right. and it was originally like that, but now MCU wants to capitalize on this wokeness. On this wokeness. I mean, and we even, in this, like I said, it's branching out a little bit, but I don't know if you guys watched The Bachelor at all, but, you know, they had the first black, you know, Bachelor mm -hmm. for the first time. Oh my God, it, that whole show was woke by the end of it. You know, the girl came out, the girl he was about to marry came out that she was at an antebellum party, plantation party, um, a couple of years back, and then they basically canceled her, canceled mm -hmm. the host, Chris Chris Harris, canceled him, got a new mm -hmm. host, and then had it at the, at, and he literally dumped her because of this. Like, he was literally, about the, well, he didn't get engaged. And, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff with that too, but I won't go on to that, but literally, yeah. his reasoning was, for stop talking to her, was because she did not know that that was racist. Or that probably get mm -hmm. racism. I'm just like, yeah, was I was supposed uh, to learn it. <laughs> like, I, had, I, just I actually just recently I hosted um, Jordan Kimball off of The Bachelor, um, who was yeah. on Bat. I, I've never watched The Bachelor, but he was on like Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. I think is the other one that he won, and he got engaged on that one. And he was mm -hmm. talking about that and the whole antebellum, the girl who went to the antebellum party and stuff like that. And you know, it it really is like this woke culture is, and cancel culture as well comes into it. I feel like they're neck and neck you know it's two sides of the same coin it's either yeah. you're woke or you're canceled and now i'm not saying the girl going to antebellum party is like all oh, cool it's a little sus but i'm not saying it's it's a like she's racist right it's a little sus you know i mean it's just right. a little like well why, why why you need to do that i mean like my holocaust themed wedding that was kind of weird too but you know whatever uh I, it's yeah. just my own opinion but i'm not gonna yeah. cancel her for it like apparently the dude liked her enough to like almost get engaged yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you know, we jumped off just a little bit off the topic to but in yeah. essence, all these shows are, you know, mm -hmm. Hollywood in and of itself is just woke. And we're gonna find that more and more as more they come out. And actually, you know, I I don't even watch a lot of stuff hardly anymore because you know, it just gets annoying when you see it and then mm -hmm. you gotta like like nobody cares. Like I don't wanna see that. Like, you know, I don't wanna see this wokeness, you know. And as a person of color, you know, who thinks logically, and I'm all about emotion, it's like, you know, there's things I think we can fix in our society, but this is not the way to go about it. Putting, trying to push it into shows to teach the younger generation, it's not helping anything. What's up, mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Queen Sugar? I have not. I I I watched it. I binge watched it because. Uh, you I'm know, say, show, shows that nobody's ever heard of before. No, it's based off of a book. I can't remember the author, but it's about a black family that owns a sugarcane farm in Louisiana. Um, and it's created by Ava DuVernay. And if you don't know who that is, that's the woman who did uh, Now They See Us, talking about the four people, the four kids that were in uh, Central Park, or, or was it five? Uh, that they were in Central Park. Apparently, they raped a woman. They went to jail and yeah. and things of that nature. But um, but yeah, Queen Sugar has gotten so woke now because Ava DuVernay is woke. It's it's her show. Um, and for people who are familiar with the show that are watching, there are I I had to stop watching it this season um because I I kind of enjoyed the other seasons, but this season. 
of course, they're talking about George Floyd and they have the mask on and they're talking about coronavirus. I'm like, I really don't want to watch that part. But it got to me. It ripped. I kept watching it, but it got to me when they were talking to the boy. They have a young boy. He's probably about eight, maybe 10 years old at this point in the show. Um, and they're sending him down talking about BLM, talking about how to conduct yourself with the police. They had a run-in with the police. Apparently, the police almost killed his dad. And the boy is having nightmares that he is going to get killed by the police. After that, I cut the TV off and I said, goodness gracious, Lord. Now you're putting in the kids' heads. You you got kids and adults watching this. and, 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 And now it's putting into whatever kid or whatever young adult is watching this. It's put into their head. Fear the police. Fear the police. Yeah, not me. It's not the police. It. it, yeah. it, it that's just it, nonsense, man. Yeah, and it seems like it goes either two ways. It's either fear the police or f the police. You know, yeah. you get these things that you get stopped by the police, and it's fear like all oh, about both. the time. Or yeah, or yeah, like you said, it gets both, and then you got the oh, who are you? You think you are? I got to obey anything you say, and then mm-hmm. when the repercussion hits them, they're like all surprised. But as you mentioned, is because what they've seen is what their parents taught them. My parents taught me to respect mm-hmm. the police. When you get pulled over, right. do what they said. If they get you out of the car, just do what they say, and you'll be fine. I got pulled over for my first time, and the cop was so nice. I, I got one ticket in my life, and I've been pulled over many times. Mm-hmm. And I surely deserved to ticket every time I got pulled over. But, you know, you just, how you doing, sir? You know, give them your license registration. There's no problems. It's like. You know, the, the whole narrative that cops are out to get black folks. And it's like that has never been the case. And statistically, no. it's never been the case. Like this, and, and in these high profile cases, it's never a clear cut, just totally innocent. This or that. Like, it's never just a cookie cutter. Oh, no. you got pulled over something. Easy. Like, there's always something messing it up in the mix, whether it's fentanyl, drugs in the system or this yeah. and that. Like, there's never it's never just a clear black and white. Like, boom, right. there's always something muff, muffling it up or whatever. Right. And it's never just like. You know, just a normal everyday average. Like, it's always something just mustn't man. Yeah. I just, you know, it's never just a clear cut, easy going situation where you can just clearly identify everything right off the bat. You right. can't. None of this stuff that ever makes it is just not. None of it's ever like that. Don't you fit know, the narrative, know. man. Never, man. Never, man. So if you guys are tired of watching that woke nonsense, I got something great for y'all tomorrow <laughs> night. UFC 261 in Jacksonville. There will be a full crowd. Masks are optional, word by Governor himself, America's governor, Ron DeSantis. Look at that man. That's a champion right there. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have Jorge Masvidal repping the 305 fighting uh, Kamaru Usman, uh, the Nigerian Nightmare. It's gonna be it's gonna be something else, man. There's three title fights gonna happen. These guys don't do any of the woke nonsense, man. They fight big time. Uh, Jorge Masvidal himself is a big fan of the president. He doesn't like communists. Uh, he fights big from the Cuban background out here. Everybody loves him. I'm rooting hard for him. And uh, Kamaru Usman, man, immigrant mentality from Nigeria, man. And he's got a crazy story as well. And, and just all of it, man. These guys are going out there laying everything on the line. And you don't see them on social media crying to BLM every second. And it's a really great thing to see. It's really, really cool. These guys are awesome. Definitely want to check it out. Can't miss these things. So nice, nice. I got to plug it, man. Those, those fights are going to be off the tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that. Smooth, smooth. Man, you got to watch that. And uh, yeah, man, I want to kind of wind it down here a little bit of 
Yeah. Any of y'all watched the Jake Paul and Ben Ashton fight this last weekend? Yeah. I watched the minute that it lasted. Uh, <laughs> right. Yo, man. Hey. I totally bought that live stream. Wink. <laughs> just like <laughs> this this is a can what? of soup for my family, wink. You know, like it just <laughs> like you know, like just like just exactly like that. I totally paid for that live stream when I watched that. Uh, I saw it free on YouTube, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw it on TikTok. That's how short the fight was. Man, I saw right? it on TikTok. Oh man. I was thoroughly disappointed, man. Being a, being yeah. a member of the wrestling community and watching Ben Ashton go out there and just and just did you, not think he was gonna, you didn't think he you thought he was gonna win, bro? I put a little bit of money on it, just a little. Bit. No, I mean, me and my buddy just put a just put a few dollars. It was just a few bucks here, but like I was still disappointed. Hey, yo, I will give it to Jake Paul. <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I give it to man. Jake Paul. He, man, he got hands, man. He got hands, like. He ain't the most proficient bouncer I've ever seen, but he has hands. And Ben Askren, the one of the commentators, he never had hands. That's the problem. He ain't never had hands. Ben ain't never had hands, man. No, no. Dude got hit once, and they're like, "Oh, he's done. There's, he's done." I'm like, (laughs) see, I want to see Jake Paul fight somebody who can fight. Like that's what I want to see. Like somebody. Well, Logan's Logan's fighting Floyd. That's that's official. Is that that happening? It's official. It came out either yesterday or today. It's official in June. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather, bro. And I will tell you this. I don't think Logan's as good as Jake. He's, he's going to get knocked slap out. No, no. Logan's Logan's not Logan. He's not focused in his craft as well as Jake is not. not no, he's not. not. No, he's not. not. He's not as ambitious in the sense of, like, when it comes to fighting, I feel like he's like, oh, I don't really want to hurt them type mentality. You know, like, I, you know, when people are big like that, they they have that mentality sometimes like, Ooh, I'm too strong for my own self. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to hurt this dude. And you've seen that in the fight with KSI and the other guy he had to fight. Yeah. But with with Jake, you know, Jake he has even a better, you know, fighting style than than Logan. Now, if it was Jake and Floyd, of course he was gonna lose. But it would be it would be a sight to see. You know what I'm saying? With Logan, I feel like he's gonna get knocked out in the first two or three rounds. Like he's gonna get be fine. Nah. But the thing is, I I'm I'm gonna mark my words here. We're, we're gonna walk. We'll we'll roll this back. We'll roll the we'll roll the tapes back. I don't think that Floyd and Logan is gonna sell as many pay per views as Jake and Ben Askren did. I don't think it's gonna sell as many pay per views. No, no, because Logan's not gonna <laughs> hype it up like Jake. Jake, I'll give it to him. He knows how to market. He knows how to market. Hey, he Jake's was pumping, Oh my gosh, he was pumping. Right after he fought Nate Robinson, he was tweeting at Joe Biden, Donald Trump, like literally everybody, Conor McGregor. He tweeted everybody and their mother that he could and just going after every single person that he could think of, just trying to like, who's next? Who's next? Like this guy just calling yeah. out everybody, just trying to get out rolling. And now he trains Sugar Shane Mosley out at Big Bear. Now he lives in Miami. Apparently he's training out here. Um, I'm pretty sure he moved out to Florida literally for the tax break <laughs> and for no state income tax. Like, I'm sure he just moved everything out here just for that reason. Right. And you got to, you got to, honestly. Yeah. But, he made, he made the big move, but no, I'll give it to him, but he's going to, I mean, if he really wants to, you know, settle it all, he's going to have to fight somebody who's got some sort of credibility in the, in the biz right. here. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it's fun to watch a little bit, at least I'm like, this yeah. dude's really going to come out here. And, oh man. The, it's the entertaining, but you know, I, I want to see. I want to see some high stakes, like like Ben Askren. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't. He's not a boxer. He never was a boxer. No. Like, it, fight, fight some. Like, and I'm not trying to discredit Jake Paul. Like, good for him. The man made a lot of money off this fight, win or lose. He made a lot yeah, of money. He he's he's yeah. 
growing his brand. Good on him. He's smart. But I do want to see him fight somebody who's a little bit better in the ring. And I think that that's that'd be that'd be funny. And you know, I knew Oscar would say that. So Oscar, glad glad you <laughs> glad yeah, you stuck, on Jake stuck around for this one. <laughs> you know, Oscar Oscar dropping bands over here. <laughs> I'll put ten thousand. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd do that, one, Oscar. I think that's a bit much. I wonder what the odds are in that fight: Logan Paul versus uh, Mayweather. Yeah, I, it's if it's an exhibition, I don't even think. Can you put odds on that? I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, like, yeah, I just I'm not totally sold on the fact, but no, I mean those guys are. It, it's fun, but they've kind of, and that's the one thing is that you know as much as you know, like it's, it's annoying and everything, like they have you know internalized and kind of went everything went all out in the American dream. Just two random kids yeah. from Ohio that literally made multiple streams of income from their clothing lines to producing YouTube content, to fighting, to Jake making music, to doing like all this stuff, the podcasts and all this other nonsense. And they're, they are millionaires. And they did it all just from just starting a YouTube channel, just going off and creating a whole brand. Right. Branding yourself is something yeah. else. And it's not like trying yeah. to be like, be yourself and then create a brand behind it. And some if people like, like you and like mess with you like that, dude, like you can make something happen. Those guys mm-hmm. have to make some big bucks. You, you can, man. I'm not saying it's always the best idea because some of them go stupid with it, but no, they, they went off <laughs> on that yeah. level. No, you, you got Snoop Dogg, uh, you know, commentating on your, your fighting and stuff. Like, you got Snoop out there. Like, <laughs> that's just, I don't know how they come He's up with He's a great commentator, dude. He's a great storyteller. Oh, those are funny. And, and like, Mario Lopez. I was like, man, they got Mario here, too. And yeah, I was going to say, Mario. And Oscar De La Hoya too, but he was a mess. I feel bad, man. He needs help. Yeah, I think yeah. He, needs, he needs help. He's 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 bad. Yeah. he needs help. Yeah, I agree. And then Pete Davidson, but he needs help too. Oh no, he Jake said he's clipped. Jake says he's never doing that again. After he was talking that yeah. mess, he's like, I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> he said, no, I don't blame him. He, he Two Face, man, he came in there jackaling high. <laughs> he was, he was like talking everything they wanted to hear, and then he went into Ben's locker room. He was like, "Yeah, he's just not a good person, a terrible, like a terrible human being." Like he's right. like <laughs> ranting and crapping on Jake Paul's image, like in its entirety. I'm like, man, you know, and just like, yeah. uh, it's like totally going off. So, yeah. yeah, is he actually is he actually the owner, or does he just have a stake in it? Like with the promotion? Uh, me and Oscar were talking about this last uh, last week or the week before that. Uh, he actually I'm pretty sure owner? he started the company uh, Triller that put on the fight. I remember like, Triller years back. There's no way Jake didn't start, I, or he bought it. Oscar Oscar knows more than I do. He was telling me about this. Yeah, he, he's he's my Jake Paul informant. I don't know. I, Oscar's been on this guy since I remember meeting him in 2017. Oscar's been on this wave for almost four years. Like it's <laughs> very, very like the, the Paul wave. But I mean, I got from Oscar telling me like honestly, the way that these guys made money. I mean, like it's just like honestly, I I respect it. I respect the grind. I respect the branding. I'm like, you know, I eventually would like to be not honestly. I don't want to be famous like that, but I would like to be rich like them. That'd be nice. Yeah, just don't show up to a looting fest in Scottsdale, Arizona. And just pull up <laughs> trying to make content, and then all of a sudden have a you know warrant for your arrest. You're like, you know, just, right. you know, just don't be, don't get too enveloped in that. Gotta be smarter yeah. with it. That's a show. Yeah, you know? yeah, wear a ski mask. Come on. Now. Oh shoot! Here we go. <laughs> tell you what, I'm real. over that. I'm over that nonsense for real, guys. Hey y'all. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been another episode of Black Friday. 
We'll catch y'all next week. Uh, before before we head off, we are planning on moving uh, a day tentatively uh, during the week. You know, as we approach the summertime, we're going to work on a, a schedule that fits us best. So this will still be Black Friday, but it probably will be on a different day. When we find out that day, we will let y'all know. We appreciate your support, your patience all the time. If you ever want to donate or anything, feel free to hit one of us up. We can make that happen. And please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to everybody that you know. Thanks, y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. See y'all.